Hey everyone, what is up? It is me, Wes Hoffman. I'm back. Um, it is July 30th, Monday, July 30th. This is a big week, everybody. If you're a baseball fan, it is a big week. Um, this is episode 38, or no, 39, by the way. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, just letting you know that uh, this is a big week, like I said, because it's uh, the trade deadline week in baseball. Tomorrow, July 31st, is the Tread Dayline Day. Uh, by I believe it's 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, this is the final di- final time you can uh, make a trade. Uh, I mean, you can still make trades after that, but it's the final time you can make trades uh, through the non-waivers, the non-waiver trade deadline. If you make a trade later on in the season, up through August... Uh, the player has to clear waivers first. So it's not as easy, um, although there have been some big ones in recent years where a player has cleared waivers. Most recently, uh, Justin Verlander last year cleared waivers and ended up joining the Houston Astros. And you know what the Astros ended up doing last year. They won the World Series. Yeah. So um be interesting to see any possible big trades that are going to be made on the last day of this trade deadline. Um, we've already had some um, impactful trades made by some teams um, leading up to the July 31st deadline this season. Um, uh, point out some of the more notable ones. Uh, Manny Machado um, is no longer a Baltimore Oriole. He is now a Los Angeles Dodger. Um, and uh, the Oakland A's got a reliever from the New York Mets in Jairus Familia. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so, I mean, those are just a couple of the trades uh, that contenders have made. The Mariners picked up a couple of relievers today, including Adam Warren from the New York Yankees. Um, the Yankees picked up a starter um, from the Blue Jays and J.A. Happ. Um, so, yeah, uh, a lot of the teams that think they're going to be making a playoff push are trying to make their team better uh, before the trade deadline. Um, so, if you're a fan of one of these teams that's contending uh you're really happy right now because uh your team's most likely not going to deal away as big stars it's going to hold on to them and it's going to try to get better um if you're on a team that's struggling though like the baltimore orioles um for example uh, it's 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 tough i mean it's tough to see a player you've come to like uh get shipped away um Sometimes the deals turn out to be good for both teams. Sometimes they turn out to be good for one team, and sometimes they don't turn out to be good at all. I don't know how that happens, but um, it does. Uh, So, yeah, the Orioles, like I said, they're struggling this year. They're on pace to lose over 100 games. Um, So Manny Machado was dealt. uh, They also dealt uh, reliever uh, closer Zach Britton to the Yankees. Uh, so the Yankees got some more bullpen help there. And um, they also traded another reliever recently, Brad Brad Brock. Brad Bach? I think it's Brock. Anyway, he has a weird name. He got traded. So, um, and Adam Jones uh, possibly might get traded too. And that would be crazy if he gets dealt because he's been with the Orioles for a long time now. Um, but yeah, so... The trade deadline is always interesting to watch. Um, 
the A's are doing well this year, so I don't think they're going to deal anybody. Um, they might try to add on, uh, maybe trade away some prospects potentially. Um, a tough thing right now for the A's, though, is uh, Chad Pinder um, recently got in a car accident and had to get stitches on his arm. So it's going to be a while before he's able to swing the bat. And uh, that's not good because <laughs> he's been a big part of the team. And uh, it's also not good because if the A's were looking into uh, trading, uh, say, Franklin Barreto to pick up somebody else to help him for the stretch run, um, that makes it a little tougher. Um, as Franklin Barreto was the guy that got called up to replace Pinder in the roster right now. So unless they're going to trade for someone who's the same position, it makes it a little tougher. Um, I don't see the A's training Barreto. Um, I know his name's been mentioned, but uh, I think if the A's are going to make some kind of major move before the deadline, um, A.J. Puck is likely to be dealt. He's a top prospect pitcher, but currently on the disabled list uh, with Tommy John surgery. Um they might trade a catcher in their system, Sean Murphy, um, or potentially a infielder in their system, very fast guy that they actually got from the Yankees um, uh, previously in Jorge Mateo. Uh, they got him in the Sunny Gray deal, so maybe one of them. Um, there's also a number one prospect, uh, Jesus Lazardo, that they got, uh, but I doubt they're going to trade him. He's... I don't know. He seems like he's going to be the real deal, but you never know with these things. So, um, so yeah, exciting, uh, exciting times if your team's contending. Not so exciting if they're not contending and you're just waiting for football or hockey season to start up again and are like, okay, enough baseball for me this year. Um, so, yeah, so the A's had a, a tough weekend. Um, after winning six in a row uh, out of the All-Star break. Oh, well, they lost the first game after the All-Star break, and then they won six in a row. And then they just finished losing a three-game series. They got swept by the Colorado Rockies. And what was really tough about that is that the Seattle Mariners and Los, no, the, Seattle Mariners and the um, Houston Astros uh, both got swept over the weekend. So the A's could have gained, or no, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. The Astros got swept, and then the Mariners lost two out of three over the weekend. So the A's could have gained some ground on both of them over the weekend had they won a few games against the Rockies, but that did not happen. So as of right now, and this is before their game on Monday, the 30th, uh, the A's are two games back of the wild card and six games back of Houston uh, in the division. Um, but, yeah, definitely still there, definitely in it. Um, so uh, hopefully we'll see some kind of move. Um, <laughs> speaking of move, um, doesn't look like much is happening in terms of the Ace Stadium uh, going on. Uh, <laughs> there, there was an article posted today that... Um, there's been uh, some, uh, I guess, negative press or something uh, regarding the site that they're looking at at Howard Terminal near Jack London Square. 
and uh, apparently somebody that works with some organization is saying um, that a ballpark would never work there and like the whole idea of using a gondola to transport fans is stupid and it's 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 some like pamphlet that was put out by some organization but nobody knows who was in charge of this organization so nobody knows where what group or who's in charge of this group and who who actually wrote it so it's kind of like okay this is sort of like a protest but you're not revealing yourself so who knows dave cavall says he has no idea um the ace president and uh I don't know. We'll see. I still think the A's should just rebuild at their current Coliseum site. But then I was also reading the same article that even though the A's were granted permission uh, to rebuild on the current site, that no documents were actually signed by the by the city officials. So do they still have access or what? What is going on? I don't even know. Uh, it's really weird. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, uh, we'll see what happens, I guess, uh, with the stadium. We'll wait as we always do as A's fans and, uh, just enjoy the current Coliseum while you can enjoy the team. They're winning. Um, so just, I don't know. I don't know why it's been so tough for the A's to get a ballpark figured out. I guess it's just California and the cost of everything. That's that's the only thing I think of. I mean, Tampa Bay finally got approved for a new stadium. So they get out of their dump. The Atlanta Braves had a new stadium in 1996 with the Summer Olympics. And they already have another new stadium again. It hasn't even been that long. I don't know. It's absurd. Anyway. Uh, so... Enjoy those ticket prices at the Coliseum and just have fun. <laughs> um, I do think the president is. Um, so, I don't know if the track just got held up right there and my words got all bunched together. I just saw the um, thing on Audacity. It just like stopped and I was like, it looked like I was speaking in slow motion. So, if that happened during the track. That's kind of cool, but kind of sucks. But that's kind of why I was like, uh, what the hell is going on here? Anyway, so yeah, that's the update with the A's anyway. And uh, just kind of the baseball world with the trade deadline. Should be interesting. Um, so uh, as far as comedy goes recently, I have been doing some shows. Uh, last Monday I did a show. Um, that obviously was the one I talked about, so I don't need to talk about that again. Uh, Wednesday though, I went to the punchline, uh, the San Francisco punchline. I went with my mom, uh, yeah, cause I'm a baller. I went with my mom, uh, we went to go see Marcella Aguello, uh, who's a comic, uh, from Modesto. Uh, she lives in LA now and, uh, um, she's very funny. You may have seen her on At Midnight, uh, where she's won, I think she won six times on At Midnight, uh, the show on Comedy Central hosted by Chris Hardwick. Uh, it's no longer, but probably because Marcella kept dominating it. Uh, but yeah, uh, went to go see her. Uh, I've known her for a while. We did some shows in the back in the day and 
but like I said, now she moves in LA, so I don't see her as often. So I was like, well, I'm going to go out and support her. Uh, she was also recording our comedy album, so I went to check it out. Uh, Irene, too, is also performing. Uh, Ron Vig was performing, and Chris Doran uh, was there, too. So it was a killer lineup. Uh, and honestly, one of the best comedy shows I've ever seen, like front, from start to finish. Um, everyone crushed it. It was an absolute fantastic show. Um, I loved it, and I can't. I can't yeah, I obviously can't speak highly enough about it. Um, it, it was just great. So after the show, I uh, I went up and said hello to Marcella real quick. Got a quick photo, and uh, she recognized me, so that's cool. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was that was a fun time. My mom had fun, so that's good. Um, and then on uh was it Saturday I did a show at a su- this the the name of the show is called Super Stacked um it's at this uh studio uh wood sh- wood shop studio it's uh, Terra Miko uh so that was interesting doing the show like in a wood shop setup a furniture store sort of um and uh didn't know what to expect but um it shares like the same uh, area as a brewery uh, nearby, Hoppe's Brewery. So you could actually walk next door to the Hoppe's Brewery and then come over and bring your drink or whatever to the show. So the guys that run the show, uh, Tyler Stannard, uh, Ryan Sedarkin, um, Austin Blaylock, and Grayson Garcia, they all do a good job running the show. Uh, they would go next door to the brewery and just say, hey, guys, we got a show starting. And it starts early. It starts at 6 o'clock, which is kind of cool because uh, then you could go to the show and you can still hang out afterwards, you know. Um, your night's still young. You can still do other stuff. Uh, so, and on a Saturday, that's kind of neat, I guess. Um, you know, you don't have to say, oh, do I want to spend the rest of my night doing, going to a comedy show? <laughs> it's like, no, you go to the comedy show before you start the rest of your night. Um, so yeah, it was fun. Um, it's a free show. Uh, tips, um, are appreciated, you know, uh, and it, it turned out to be a good turnout. Uh, it was a good, turned out to be a good turnout. Good choice of words. Uh, it was a good show. It was fun. And, uh, Jen Gonzalez was also on the show. Um, she did some new bits, um, that went over well. And, uh, yeah, uh, Victor Pacheco was there. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a good time. And, uh, oh, yeah, and John Alcabus was there as well. So it, it was fun. Uh, those four guys are doing a good job with that uh, space on Lincoln Avenue in San Jose. Uh, it's every other Saturday. Uh, so if you want to check that show out sometime, do it. Um, this Wednesday I got a show coming up. Um, it's uh, We're returning with the 88 Keys Cafe in Morgan Hill. We took July off for 4th of July. Uh, we knew if we had a show on 4th of July, it probably wouldn't get much of a crowd. So we're back this week, August 1st. Um, we have... Who do we have? <laughs> uh, we have Kyle Hovland, uh, Tyler Stannard, Pete Munoz, and... Um, oh, the lineup changed a little bit recently, so I'm having a brain fire here. Let's try that again. Kyle Hovland, Tyler Stannard, Pete Munoz. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, man. 
This sucks. I can't remember the one person for some reason. It's a guy. I know that. <laughs> oh, man. I try to think of him alphabetically in my head so I remember easier. <coughs> uh, da, 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 da. Kyle Hovland. Pete Munoz. Tyler Stannard. Damn, who's the other guy? I'm gonna look real quick on my phone. Do 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 Pete Munoz, Victor Pacheco, who I just did the show with, so of course I forgot, and uh, Tyler Standard will be on the show as well. Uh, Headlining the show, we will have Sam Meeker, um, so that'll be good. Uh, It's going to be a fun show. Uh, That is at 7.30 in Morgan Hill, and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, um, yeah. That's about it from me for this episode. So, um, I know last last week I was like cutting in deep and all this stuff. Um, and this week I'm not going to be as deep, I guess. This week I'm just going to state stuff that's going on. And that's what's going on right now. Um, hope everyone has a good week. And I will catch you on the next time I ever do one of these again. <laughs> all right. Bye.